Life Spring, show number 50. Hey, Ms. Comedian Boss Molly, why am I so hyper? Well, it's the coffee, to be honest. But I'm going to say it's also because I'm listening to Steve Webb with Life Spring Podcast. Fifty Life Spring shows. How's that again? Fifty shows. Yikes! Yikes! It's true. Unbelievable. Well, believe it. No way! I remember that. Oh, really? It's true. Wow. Yes, it's very cool. <laughs> hey, who let that guy in? Hey, I'm Steve Webb. Steve is one of the lunatic fringe. And that's great, fabulous. And I'm your host. Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What will you find here? Well, you'll find music, conversation, and reasons to believe. Welcome to LifeSpring's 50th show. That's why I started today's show off with the old opening music, just kind of a flashback for a moment. Yes, God has been good. He's allowed us to stick around here for these 50 shows, and I'm very, very thankful for that. And I'm thankful for you, my loyal podcast listener. Without you choosing to download this show week after week or subscribing and staying subscribed, there would be no reason for the show. I'm so glad you're here. It's a privilege to be able to bring the message of hope, love, and good news to you each and every week. Thanks for listening. And thanks especially to the many of you who have written to me over the past several months. You know, I think back to the very first email I received, and it was from a lady named Dawn. She wrote me the very first week I did this podcast, way back in November of last year. What she said to me in that email just kind of let me know that I was on the right track. I took that email as a confirmation from the Lord that this is what he wants me to do. And then about a month later, I got my first email from a listener outside of the United States. Longtime LifeSpring listeners may remember the email I shared with you from a geek from Sweden. Now, in that email in which he asked to remain anonymous, he asked me some very important questions about how somebody knows that the Bible is true. And that email really let me know that the reach of this humble podcast can be worldwide. That's very, very humbling stuff. Now, since then, I've received uh, follow-up emails from both Dawn and a geek from Sweden, and I've received lots and lots and lots more emails from so many of you. And I must say that I consider each of you who have written to me as a, well, I consider you my friends. You've been so kind, and I really love it. It's, it's, it's great when I open my email every day and I find that somebody new has written me or that one of my longtime listeners or friends has written me again. I, it gives me a thrill, it, it still. Now, for those of you that are listening that have not yet written, I consider you friends as well. Now, I haven't heard from you, but I know you're there because this show's been downloaded many, many thousands of times. 
My website statistics show me that you're downloading in nearly every state of the union and in over 80 countries, from the Netherlands to Nigeria. Hey, by the way, speaking of Netherlands, Guillaume, Chenet, hey, how's it going? Anyway, from the Netherlands to Nigeria, from Canada to China, from Israel to Italy, all around the world, I've, I've got friends that I've not yet met, but I'd sure like to. Let me hear from you. Write me an email. Let me know what you think of the show, what you'd like to hear me talk about, your comments or your suggestions, any questions you have about the Christian faith or whatever's on your mind. You know, if somebody asks me a question in an email, I answer it every single time. Sometimes somebody just sends me a bit of news. Those I read. Now, if you send a suggestion, I read it and then I save it for possible inclusion in the show. I don't forget about it. I save it. If you send me some kind of praise, well, that I treasure in my heart. And so far, nobody sent me an email telling me how they hate me, so I'm thankful for that, too. So celebrate with me today as the LifeSpring Podcast reaches an important milestone, 50 shows. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, my friends. Now, this should be a fun show today since we're having a celebration, so we're going to do something just a little bit different. I had the great fun of talking to one of the funniest guys you'd ever want to meet a couple of weeks ago. His name is Bob Smiley. We planned on uh, having this conversation in July, but then the Harvest Crusade came up, and uh, as you may know, I was swamped. Well, then, because of Bob's heavy schedule, we couldn't get back together again until mid-August, and that's when we had this talk. Listen in. I think you'll like it. Hello, this is Bob. Hey, Bob. It's Steve Webb. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, I'm just sitting here talking to Bob Smiley. Nice, man. Yeah, I know. No kidding. So what are you doing? The whole world to do that, man. Then I job would be done. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey. well, I'm just getting in, man. I'm uh, doing the whole unpacking and all that kind of stuff. So where did you just get back from? Uh, Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo. And you're yeah. where are you? And I'm in uh, the Woodlands just north of Houston, Texas. Okay, very good. So how many how many days a year are you out in a way? I'm out about a hundred days a year. Um, some you know some years are, are more. Um, I, I haven't been less than a hundred in a while, but um, uh, we try to keep it between a hundred and a hundred and twenty because um, that way, if we uh, if, if we go over that, we find that it's almost too much. But if I keep it with a hundred, then I have over two hundred vacation days. Is the way we kind of look at it. Because if I get all my work done on the road. When I'm home, I'm just home. You know, I can just play with the kids, make out with my wife, and you know all that, all that fun stuff. And so um, it actually works out that I'm with my family more than the guy who's going to work at. Well, I don't know what time real people go to work, but whatever time they go to work, it, it seems to be pretty early. So yeah, um, if I if I can get it done, you know, if I get all my work done on the road, then uh, this career actually puts me at home with my family more, uh, which is kind of crazy because we thought it'd be the opposite. People are like, man, how do you, you know, do all that? But you, you get you get little perks along the way. You get to, you know, travel. You get to meet people. I get a ton of free hotel shampoos. So there you go. I don't ever have to do any Christmas shopping. I got it all right there. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever start using shampoo, I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let me do a little bit of an intro here, and then I got a few things written down here, and uh, what we'll do is I'll just maybe ask you a few questions, and you can take off on it, do whatever you want to do. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, hey, I went to a Christian music event called Festival Candias in 2003 here in Southern California. 
Festival Candias concerts were given at several other locations around the country as well. There were some great bands at the events, including Thousand Foot Crutch, Sanctus Real, Plus One, KJ52, Newsboy, and lots more. So here's the thing. When, when one band finishes up and the next band is setting up, you've got to have something going on for the people to be entertained with. You need an MC. Well, Festival Candias had the craziest MC I had ever seen. His name was Bob Smiley. The guy cracked me up. What a funny guy. He made an impression on me. I can still remember some of the stories he told. Well, fast forward two years to just this past Memorial Day weekend to Spirit West Coast, held in Del Mar, California. Another Christian music event. This time, I had a chance to talk with Bob Smiley after he broke up a group of youth leaders. Not only is he one of the funniest guys you'll ever see or hear, but he's a genuinely nice guy as well. We were able to arrange a time in our busy schedules to have this conversation by telephone. Uh, it's taken a couple of tries to make it happen, but Bob, here we are. Hey, thank you for taking the time to talk with me and the LifeSpring podcast listeners. Man, it was my honor, and that was so beautifully phrased. I mean, you, you read it exactly the way I wrote it, but, you know, when I was writing it, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to sound that beautiful. So great job on that. Well, thank you. You know, well, that's why... Go ahead. I was going to say, I appreciate all the compliments. I, I, I hope my dad is able to get on and listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me about your dad. I hear about your dad a lot in some of your material. Yeah, my dad is a, um, my dad's really funny, and um, and so I talk a lot about him because a lot of the um, uh, funny situations when I was a kid uh, kind of revolved around my dad because um, I actually think I was more popular in school because people wanted to come over and eat dinner and just listen to me and my dad, you know, banter back and forth and stuff, and it was a lot like a comedy club, um, you know, I think a lot because my dad would charge him a cover charge <laughs> to come over, but, you know, we would just sit there and, um, and just joke back and forth, and um, my dad and I are total opposites uh you know my dad weighs 287 pounds and he's five seven and uh i would i look like i went to a blood bank and forgot to say when so <laughs> we got that whole uh, controversy of uh we look different uh, i always joke on stage and say i can stand next to my dad and we look like a number 10 and uh <laughs> so it starts from that from just the physical differences to um uh different tastes and stuff like that but we just have a great common love for each other um like a, a father and son have and so uh it, it kind of sets us free to really joke around with each other and um, so, and a lot of people, when we start doing that, a lot of people gather around and like to just watch that. So I think that's where it, it started was kind of at the dinner table. And so when I started doing uh, stand up on, on the stage, it was kind of a natural transition just to kind of take that, um, that dialogue that I had with my dad and just kind of move it on to the stage and do it. And it's kind of a one man show. Very cool. Well, is your dad uh, uh, naturally a funny guy then, or uh, is he kind of the straight man? Yeah, because it's a podcast, and I know he's not going to be able to figure out how to listen to this, I can go ahead and uh, and tell the truth. My dad is probably 100 times funnier than me, and uh, okay. so I, I really do kind of owe him the, uh, uh, you know, I have a lot of gratitude for my dad for, for teaching me about comedy, and I think he looked at me when I when he was young, or when I was young, and, and said, you know, the guy's never going to get a date if I don't equip him with something. <laughs> I'm going to try to, you know, I, I'm not muscular, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not the good-looking uh, Brad Pitt type person, so I think my dad said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this kid wit and that's going to be uh how he's going to make it through this world and so my dad taught me a lot about comedy he let me stay up and watch the johnny carson monologue and um, anytime a comic was on he would you know let me watch it uh, we sat for hours and listened to bill cosby records and stuff like that and so uh, he really gave me an appreciation for comedy uh that i think has really kind of given me my my free ticket through this uh through this earth so far it's just it's been nice to be able to laugh in the face of anything you know how it says in james consider it pure joy my brothers to when you face trials of many kinds and i've, I've been able to do that because um you know i got that, that laughter 
Oh, very cool. Well, let me ask you this then. Is Smiley your real name? Yes, it is, actually. And uh, it's, it's kind of a weird deal because, you know, when you grow up with it, you don't really think about it, Smiley being your last name. It's just, you know, your last name. And the first radio interview I actually ever did was the guy asked me that. He goes, you know, we, we want to know, is Smiley your real last name? And it's probably the dumbest I've ever sounded on a radio interview because I said, yes, yeah, Smiley's my last name. Why would I change it to... Oh, you know, I had a total cheerleader moment there where I just, you know, didn't get it at all. (laughs) A cheerleader moment. Yeah, a cheerleader moment, you know, where you you don't get something, but you go ahead and smile and nod. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what they do when they're out there? You know, they're going like, what's that spell? Because we don't know, you know, that kind of thing. That's great. So, yeah, so Smiley is my real last name. Uh, I did change it from Robert to Bob because I just, you know, I think it's more of a, a stage name, but that's, that's the only change that I had. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think God really did um, just really totally equip you to to do what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, I, I never wanted to be a comic. I always enjoyed comics and, and listening to them, but I never wanted to do it. And um, the way I got my break is I, uh, I did one stand-up, competition in college, not because I wanted to be a comedian or anything, but because uh, they had a cash prize of $500. And, you know, I was a cheap college student, and $500 was like eight months rent for me, so I had to do it. I, I put together a little 15-minute bit, and I did it, and I won, not because I was good, but because just everybody else was terrible. It was like guys standing on the stage going, knock, knock, you know, that that caliber of, of comedy, and um, I won. And I thought, what a great experience. I'll be able to tell my kids I won a stand-up competition. And then two years later, this guy just calls me out of the blue. And I was doing photography at the time, and he just calls me out of the blue. And he says, hey, you probably don't remember me. I called the college and got your number. Because, uh, you know, the college is hanging on to your number so they can ask you for money throughout the rest of your life. <laughs> and they had all the numbers for me, and they gave them to him. And uh, he goes, hey, I hope you don't mind me calling you, but um, I saw you do that stand-up competition, and I'm now out in Nashville, and I'm road managing a guy named Clay Cross. And we leave for tour in two weeks, and Clay said it would be fun to have a comedian come out and entertain the crowd in between the, the acts on the tour. And he said, I saw you do that stand-up competition. I thought you were really funny, and you were clean, and you're obviously a Christian. And um, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but would you like to come out and uh, – and going to tour with us. And so that's how I got my break into doing stand-up comedy was I did one stand-up competition and then all of a sudden, you know, this tour plopped in my lap and then the Newsboys saw me on that tour and asked me to um, do their uh, tour the next year which was uh, called Take Me to Your Leader and it was in the third day. And see, I feel like God's not only equipped me but basically opened up the doors and kind of kicked me through it. And it's been just great. It's been, you know, way way better adventure than what I thought I was going to have in life. How, I mean, there are people that... that just dream of being able to do this and here like you said god kind of pulled you through the door and said come on here we go i know people are coming to me and they're like you know i want to do what you do um tell me tell me exactly how to do it i'm willing to do it and i'm like well do a stand-up competition your junior year in college and win and then just wait for a guy to call you out of <laughs> two years later and, you know i just have nothing to offer them i just i feel like a fraud because i you know i didn't grow up really thirsting after it i didn't um you know, start off in the clubs or, or any of that stuff. I really, you know, God just kind of just opened up these doors, and I just, you know, was willing to walk on His path, and so that's what I did. Man, that's when you know that it really is a God thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. You know, a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of songwriters and artists and things like that, and and a lot of those guys say that once in a while a song just kind of comes to you, but other times you really have to labor over writing a song. What's it like to do comedy for you? I mean, is it something that that you kind of labor over, or do you find humor in everything just naturally? 
Um, yes and no. Like when I sit down and try to force myself to write, it is very, uh, it is almost annoying because it, you know I just sit down there and go, okay, all right, write something funny. And if I'm not inspired or, or something hadn't happened, uh, then I find I find that it is kind of difficult just to force it. But the way I, I've finally started approaching comedy is I have a message at my show. I have some you know kind of um, Christian message at every show that I have. And so what I do is when I go to write um, some stand up. I pick a message that I want to deliver, and then I, I start with that, and then I think to myself, okay, what's what's the story that's happened in my life that would allow me to illustrate that message? And then I think of something that's happened in my life, and then I then I think, okay, well, what's funny about that story or that situation? And so I kind of write backwards because most comics, you know, they they just come up with a, a topic and um, that's kind of funny to them, and then they just write jokes about it. But I actually start with the message and then try to write jokes that will help deliver that message. And when I do that, I find it comes pretty easy. And I, I find that if I think of a message that I want to do um, at the show, if if I don't have a story that will help me illustrate that, I find that, and this is sometimes a blessing and sometimes not, uh, I find that a story will happen, you know, within a couple of weeks that will help me illustrate that. Wow. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's... Uh, it's almost it's very humbling. Uh, Mac Powell's third day told me that uh, after the, the first year where they won all the Dove Awards, he was like, "Man, it's just it's so humbling because you just know that you know that those are God's awards, not really ours. You know, God's just using us." Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. It's kind of been that way with with the podcast. You know, God has just opened all the doors and He's made it so clear that uh, you know we're doing what what He's called us to do and. And uh, it's it is humbling. It's like it's really nothing that I'm doing. I just kind of follow the the steps that he leads me through. Yeah, and I'm impressed for you guys jumping on this because it is a hot new thing. And I don't. I mean, I just got the video game Pong, so <laughs> I'm a little behind. So when you were talking to me about it out at Spirit West Coast, I was like, uh, I was very impressed because that's uh, that's where everybody's going now. So yeah, it really is. So tell me about Pong. The graphics are amazing, aren't they? Oh, they're they're awesome. I'm the um, I'm the little stick figure to the left, and I'm getting really good at it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, hey, family often plays a big role in the stories that you tell. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, before I was a comic, I was actually a stay-at-home dad, but uh, then we had kids, and I had to get out of there. <laughs> so, uh, we uh, yeah, my family. I talk a lot about my kids and, and stuff like that, just because there's so many. There's so many analogies. There's so many great things that uh, you can pull from. Uh, you know, just this week I was just sitting there in the midst of this chaos because we have three boys, and um, uh, I was just thinking, you know, having three boys is a lot like owning a motorcycle because um, uh, your insurance rates skyrocket, your hair's always messed up, and at some point you will eat a bug. <laughs> and, and you know, just, just stuff like that. Where just you, you find this joy in this just world of, of chaos and stuff, and uh, and kids just bring that with you. It's almost like kids speed up your life and uh, and put it on fast forward. So you got to be ready for it. And I just love that. I love that thrill. Man, that is so true. I never thought of it that way. But they really do kick your life into a completely different gear. Yeah, yeah. There's no just you know sitting down and just relaxing because you know there's something going on. They're like a shark. They're a perpetual just you know moving machine. And uh, and so you got to be constantly you know on guard and stuff. And I I do. I just I love it. You know, it's a really good thing too that you married a beautiful woman. I looked at your at your kids on your website just last night, and they're all oh, yeah. good looking kids. Okay, so you were the one on the website. I noticed a hit, and I didn't know. I thought it was my mom, but I asked her this morning. She was like, "No way." <laughs> 
Um, yeah, BobSmiley.com. I got pictures of my kids and, uh, and my wife. I did. I married a very beautiful uh, woman. And uh, uh, like I always say on stage, uh, you know, my wife actually puts God before me. And I just think that is what makes for an awesome marriage. And uh, so, so very, I lucked out. And we, we agree on a lot of stuff. The only thing we didn't agree on was um, on this third one, my wife wanted a girl and I wanted a boy. And that was, we kind of, God, we didn't get into it, but you, you know how you're supposed to pray for just health during the you know prayers for your child. Sure. And um, we uh, <laughs> this is kind of weird, but uh, my wife, because you know how you pray for God's will, but sometimes you tell God what His will should be. Uh-huh. We were doing that, and my wife was like starting it. She was like, "God, we just want a healthy, happy baby that's uh, coordinated enough to put on makeup and nail polish." You know, <laughs> she wanted a girl. And I thought I'd counteract it by going, yeah, God, that's what we wanted, a healthy, happy baby that goes to the bathroom standing up, you know, right? <laughs> but, but then I was like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Now God's going to give us some freaky baby. <laughs> you know, somebody that puts on makeup and nail polish but goes to the bathroom standing up, I was afraid they were going to go, Mr. and Mrs. Smiley, here's your son, Michael Jackson, you know. <laughs> so that was the only time that she really wanted a girl and I wanted a boy, but... Uh, I only wanted two kids, and my wife, when we got married, wanted a colony. Like, she wanted just to try the kids. So we kind of compromised, uh, and we said we'd have three. And um, and so, you know, she got what she wanted. She got more than two, and then I got all boys. So I feel like God kind of kind of took care of us both there on that. There you go. Well, that I've got three boys as well. So, uh, you know, mine are in age from uh, 11 to 23. Oh, so you might have been, see, Coulter, my oldest, my six-year-old, he just started school, he started kindergarten this week, and it's just so, like, I'm totally not prepared for it, because, you know, they sent out a list of stuff you have to do, and, like, he has to, he has to learn the states, all the states, and I don't know them, because I'm, you know, I was terrible at, at geometry in school, so <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, you know, I gotta start learning some stuff, so I gotta get ready for this whole school thing, was it, was it difficult for you? Well, you know what? It's funny you should say that because uh, we've been homeschooling until today, as a matter of fact. From oh, really? from from day one with uh, our two youngest, uh, they've both been homeschooled. And right now, my wife is actually down there taking Timothy, my youngest, to school for his very first day in actual public school with other human beings. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, we were. Uh, I don't know how much uh, you know about it, but uh, I was homeschooled for a year, and um, I loved it. I was a valedictorian. I was <laughs> great. <laughs> At it. But we would, have, would you guys actually run the place like a normal school, or did you just, was it kind of relaxed? Actually, we ran it like a normal school. We set up desks, and we hit them, you know, with the ruler. Well, no, they can't do that anymore, can they? Yeah, yeah, so you did it like the old school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would do that. My mom would actually take attendance, which was just so surreal. Every morning, she'd be like, Bob, and I'd be like, here on the sofa. <laughs> she'd be like, great, so everyone would get out their homework. Does anyone here have a problem? And I was like, I think you do, Mom. <laughs> But if she was, she would do it. Everything we had, uh, we had uh, show and tell, like, which I thought was weird because it was just me standing on the fireplace going, "This is my favorite hat. You made it for me." <laughs> you know, right? But we would, we had everything, uh, everything just like school. So it was fun. Homeschooling was great. Yeah, it's it's a real traumatic thing, mostly for my wife this morning. I have to tell you, she's she's been in tears for the last week thinking about letting go of her little baby. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's difficult. We did the whole uh, you know videoing and um, you know and culture went into the school and we set the time and we knew we had six hours to actually enjoy ourselves before we got back home and you know yeah it was real emotional. <laughs> My wife did this, you know that backflip and did those jumping jacks. <laughs> there you go. Well, tell me one of your kids' names. You got Coulter, and what's the middle one? Yeah, Coulter is six, and um, yeah, I'm highly active with my kids. I love Coulter and. Um, 
the others. Uh, hold on, let me look up their names here. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Trenton is two. Trenton is our middle one, and uh, and Xander is our newest one. He's uh, five months old, Xander. <laughs> so he's still under warranty then, being five yeah, months old. Yeah, he's still under warranty, uh, which is good, because I think we're going to have to take him back, because he leaks. <laughs> <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, and uh, I just love saying his name. It's just the coolest name in the world. It's like saying Francisco. It's just fun, you know? Mm. Like, I actually wanted to name him Frozen Volleyball in my head during recess. And uh, my wife was like, no, that's cool. How about Xander? And I was like, yeah, same results. <laughs> Xander works. Yeah. I, I have to ask you, how did you come up with the names? Well, I got a brother-in-law that lives in uh, Europe, and uh, he's got a friend named Alexander, and they called him Xander for short. And so we just really liked that name, and so when it came time, we just, uh, you know, we didn't uh, spell it with an X, we spelled it with a Z, and uh, just went with it. Wow. So we just kind of got it from that, and just kind of enjoyed it. So that that's his real given name on his birth certificate. Yeah, he got Xander, Z-A-N-D-E-R. Very cool. And how'd you come up with Coulter? Coulter was a little more difficult. Um, I wanted to name... Our first son, Trenton, because I really like that name, uh, but she suggested Landon and a couple other names that I just really didn't like. And uh, so we didn't have a name right up until he was born, and we came up with it a week before he was born, and we, was at, we were at a young marriage retreat, and uh, it was on this, this, at this lake cabin, and, and because my wife was you know, nine months pregnant, they let us have the, the big, nice, comfort, comfortable room that was off to the side and everything, and so we were just laying in bed one night, it's pitch black, and, and I was like, honey, we've got to come up with a name that we agree on, because you know, we could have the baby any moment, and so we said we weren't going to go to sleep until we came up with a name, and so we started with the alphabet. We were like Alfred, Alex, you know, we just started going through about two in the morning. We were still on the seas. And I went to school with a guy named Coulter Lewis. And uh, so we're just laying there. It's pitch black. And I go, Coulter? And it was dead quiet. And I go, Coulter? And my wife goes, okay, good night. <laughs> so I think I just wore her down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how we came up with Coulter. And, uh, and then Trenton, by that time, uh, I, I really kind of, you know, stayed up late at night when my wife slept and just said Trenton over and over in her ear. And so I think uh, the whole subliminal thing worked. So by the time Trenton was born, she really liked that name. So Okay. Well, what was that? So three boys, man. Three boys, I'll tell you what. It sure does make it easier because, you know, you don't have to learn how to tie bows and, and you know, frilly things like that. You know, you kind of have the the kid thing down with all the, the boy stuff. It works. Yeah, and I don't do well with the drama either. I, I've got a friend that has uh, three girls the exact same ages as, as my boys, and uh, any time that I watch them, <clears throat> it really does well for my uh, my prayer life because I just come home and just thank God for hours. Because the last time I, I babysat them, the, the six-year-old was crying and really dramatically, like, sobbing, and then she saw her reflection in, in the glass door, and she, she stopped for a second. She fixed her hair, and then she put her hand over her mouth real dramatically and then started sobbing even heavier while she watched herself in the, in the mirror. <laughs> so it was like the fakest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, but it was, it was just very dramatic and, you know, all that. So um, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. I'm glad I have those boys. But I do know boys are, you know, can be troublemakers too. So I'm sure my time is coming with them. And you know, so I think it's a, I think it's it's good and bad no matter what you have. But I, I do think God knew what He was doing when He gave me boys because I don't even know where to go to buy a bow. Exactly. So I, I think I, I, think, I think they have them at the pet store. I should have them. I've, I've seen them on Poodle, so I'm sure that's where. He... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, what makes a uh, a Christian comedian an expert on physical fitness? 
Um, I would just say that uh, you, you travel around a lot, so you, you meet a lot of different um, types of people, so you have to learn, you know, kind of, uh, uh, first of all, you got to learn how your body reacts to kind of that stuff. Um, plus, as you're traveling around, people are coming out uh, to hear you, and you're making them laugh, so you're actually giving them a good workout. So little by little, you become a fitness uh, expert, I think. Okay, well, because I saw that your, your, uh, your fitness DVD on your website. Yeah, the uh, summer abs in one hour. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, if anybody out there in the, uh, <clears throat> the listening uh, area here wants to uh, get in shape, all you have to do is, uh, this is a good commercial, man. You went right into that. Uh, <laughs> my, my new DVD, Farmer Abs in One Hour. <laughs> but it, actually, I say everybody, but it's really not for everybody. It's um, The comedy DVD there is uh, really kind of for uh, married people, single people, and then uh, anyone wanting to go to heaven. So... If you fall in any of those three categories, I would say pick it up at bobsmiley.com. Awesome. Um, yeah, what, what I did actually, I got that name because um, when I first, my first memory of my grandmother, um, I, I sat and, I, and she just, she made me laugh so hard that when I stood up from the, the, um, the floor, my abs were hurting. And I'd never had that happen before. I'd never laughed so hard that, that my stomach muscles actually hurt because they'd gotten a good workout and uh she she passed away uh about a year and a half ago and so um when that happened i was working on that dvd and uh, so i named it firmer abs in one hour kind of as a tribute to her but also because i just had a whole bunch of people come up to me afterwards just saying man you gave me a great workout and so i thought man i gotta capitalize on this whole workout deal there you go very cool yeah. Hey, I see a lot of references to coffee on, on the website, too. Oh, man. I drink it. I'm drinking it right now. I'm, I drink it all the time. In fact, uh, the story I used to illustrate is uh, one day I ran out of coffee, and so I, I jumped on the freeway, and I was passing everybody trying to get to the store to get more coffee, and people were staring at me, and, you know, finally I was like, I just screamed, what? And then I was embarrassed because I realized I forgot my car. So, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I love it. I drink coffee all the time. And uh, I actually am kind of using that. Uh, when, I, when I travel with the newsboys, they sang about, you know, uh, Captain Crunch and you know, Breakfast Cereal and, you know, the whole song Breakfast and stuff. And so people were constantly bringing them Captain Crunch. And so I was like, hmm, this is interesting. So I, I started talking about coffee just because I love coffee. And it's a big part of my life. And, um, and in hopes that people would start bringing me coffee, and uh, it's worked three times. Right, awesome. Years I've been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> three times. Yeah, it's good to have fans, you know. <laughs> hey, you, all right. Here's the serious question now. All right, time to get serious. Yes. Flavored coffee or plain black coffee? I like plain black coffee. There you go. That's my man. Yeah, yeah. It's it, all that uh, free fruit coffee that that people have is, you know. That's not even coffee. It really isn't. It's uh, it's almost like somebody dipped a flower in your coffee. Yeah, you know, exactly. I don't I don't want that. I want coffee. Yeah. Strong or weak? Oh, strong, strong. I like the only weak coffee that I like, and some people don't even think it's weak. But the breakfast blend from Starbucks, yeah, um, is is a mild. But <laughs> I, I do like that. But yeah, no, I like the the sutra, the um, all those all those really heavy heavy dark roast. Yeah, I like the kind where you can actually stand your spoon up in it. Man, if you get, I like it. Yeah, I like it for the spoon to stand up just for a second and then watch it dissolve. <laughs> That's what I want. That's it. All right, tell me, Bob, what role does Jesus play in your life? Man, he really, and I'm, I'm proud to be able to answer this honestly. That he is the focus point in my life. Uh, you know, I learned pretty early on that. All of this stuff is going to burn away. Everything that's surrounding me right now, everything that's surrounding you, everything that's surrounding the people that are listening to this is all going to burn away. And there's only one relationship that's going to 
and I had, you know, other people that were big influences on my life. And realizing that has kept Jesus as not only my best friend, but the main relationship that I pursue. And I find that the more that I pursue Christ's relationship, the better my other relationships are with other people on this planet. And so um, he is the focus point of, of my life. That's awesome. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, that, it's that's... good to see you getting choked up over my... Uh, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm totally choked up. Actually, what it is, I need another drink of coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People think that a comedian is, is, is always laughing, always having a fun time. Mm-hmm. But obviously, life has its challenges. How does, how does Jesus help you through those rough times? Or um, how does Jesus make an actual difference? How do you know that he's there? See, part, most, well, I don't know if most, many of the listeners to the LifeSpring podcast are people that are um, still trying to figure the God thing out, you know, kind of wondering, is, is God real? Is Jesus real? What's this whole, you know, Christianity thing all about? Yeah. What would you say to somebody like that? Um, I would say, first of all, I, I would tell them that you know, I've, I've been through that where I'm just sitting there going, okay, you know, I don't, I don't have that, that still small voice that I hear people talking about, or I don't have that um, overwhelming feeling or anything, um, you know, what's wrong, how come God hadn't uh, radically changed my life, or, or I'd pray for something and not get it immediately, and say, okay, well, God just doesn't care, or, you know, I'd have some, something bad happen, a family member would get sick or something, and I would say, oh, you know, that, God just, why would he do that if he's a God of love, and all that. And I found that that was just a lot of um, not knowing God. And so the first thing I, I realized in my walk was that, you know, God has set us free, and in that freedom also comes a choice. And so God is a very just God, and he gives us what He what we want. And if we choose to have a life of not knowing him and not pursuing him and not finding out about him, I found that God does give us that. He gives us a life without him and not forcing yourself on. So first thing I would I would suggest to people that are kind of on the fence is to decide, do you really want to hear from God? Because if you do, then you need to start reading the Bible and getting in the Word so that you know what God's voice sounds like. Because when I used to say that, you know, I never heard from God or never understood um, any of the feelings that, that I was expecting to get from God, I found out it was because I didn't, I didn't spend time in the Word. I didn't read the Bible, and so I didn't know what God's voice sounded like. Cause I didn't know, you know, because God's voice is basically all throughout the Bible. And so once I started reading more, because I, I did have that thirst and knowledge to find out who God is and, uh, you know, who Christ was, I started reading more. That's when God started really revealing himself to me. So I would start off by just saying to those people, you know, that if they really want to know God, to start at the Bible and just start reading and you know, I'd suggest obviously the Gospels, and then uh, I would suggest probably James uh, is a good one to kind of start to to kind of tell you how you need to shape and mold your life to look like a, a Christian, and then um, get them to do that. And then I would just I would get them to you know start praying to God and talking to God on not just the you know for the meals and for the uh, the evening uh, right before you go to bed, but just to start really having a conversation with God and. And asking him to reveal himself to you, and and he will. He'll show up in a big, in a big way. And uh, then I would just suggest for people to to open up their minds and, and get ready for that, because God is, you know, obviously so creative and so powerful that He will reveal Himself in so many different ways. So don't expect one result um, whenever you do that. And I, and just know that God will reveal Himself, but just be ready for whatever that might be. Exactly, and He is anxious to reveal Himself to us. When oh, we yeah. Ask. yeah. Um, 
know, I mean, you don't create something unless you absolutely love it and care about it, you know. And, and so he has created us and he wants us, you know, and he is the perfect father. And that's a cool thing because I, I travel around and um, I talk to so many kids that don't have a good father, or don't have a good mother, or that don't have a good home life at all. But God is a perfect father, and he is ready to take you through this world, and he's already saved you. He's already, um, you know, given a sacrifice, and all he wants is you to, to love him and, and you to choose him. And so, he, he, yeah, he strongly wants you uh, to take that step. But, uh, you know, there's also lots of forces out in the world trying to stop you from doing that. You know, Peter Furler, one of the greatest things that he ever said that, that challenged me, and he even says this um, during the, when we're putting on the show, uh, the singer of the newsboys, uh, people that don't know, but he said this, uh, he said, you know, it's, it's so hard to reach for the Bible and read it every day, but it's so easy to pick up a people magazine. And it's because there aren't forces out there trying to stop you from reading people magazine. And it's so true. When you sit down, a lot of times it's, it's difficult to read the Bible because there's forces out there that don't want you to read the Bible. Cause once you start, you're revealing yourself to God and God starts revealing himself to you. Oh, that is so true. Yeah, and that's where the magic starts. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, that's great. You talk about uh, knowing the voice of God. Um, you've got a, a kind of a, a unique voice as well. Yeah, very uh, James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. <laughs> 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 no, how bad, how bad would Star Wars be if I was the voice of Darth Vader? <laughs> That'd be terrible. I'd be like, Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> He'd be like, no, you're my mother. <laughs> All kinds of fun stuff at bobsmiley.com. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, there's games. There's um, I answer all my emails. So if anybody out there has a question for me, uh, they can they can just go to bobsmiley.com and email me. There's a prayer request page on there. So again, if you're out there and you really are wanting to you know to get to know God, um, you know you can go on there and, and just post a prayer request. Or if you have something going on in your life, and uh, and you know we'll start praying for you guys. And there's all sorts of games and. Um, just just a lot of fun stuff. I try to I try to make it a very safe, clean, but yet really fun and fun place for um, people to go. And um, th- there's uh, humor articles and uh, you know just funny articles that I've written for magazines and stuff on there. So yeah, you can spend you know you can spend a good I'd say seven minutes there really enjoying yourself easily. <laughs> yeah, if you're not that good with the games. <laughs> 
And I'll have the links to uh, the Bob Smiley website at the Lifespring show notes page as well. Hey, Bob, thank you for sharing time and laughs with us. Well, it's my pleasure, man. Keep up the, uh, the great ministry, what you guys are doing. I appreciate you, man. Uh, God bless you. All right, you too, man. So there you have it. <laughs> Sound like we had fun? I tell you, we really did. Bob Smiley's a, a, a fun guy, and, uh, well, I just hope you enjoyed listening. Remember to check out his website at bobsmiley.com. Now, to get in touch with me, you can email a text or audio message to me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of my uh, mailing list, email me and ask me to add you. I won't sell your name. I won't spam you, nothing like that. I just, uh, once in a while, I'll send out a a newsletter to everybody, and uh, this is a way that you can kind of get on the inside track as to what's coming up on on the podcast. And show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. If you're interested, there's a link to my new Flickr account. And on the Flickr site is a picture that I took last night of the swimming pool that I built last year. Uh, Yesterday was uh, Labor Day, and we had, oh, 20 or so people over for a pool party and a barbecue. And uh, by the time I took this picture, most of the people had left. The sun had just set, and uh, the lights were on in the pool, and it was a pretty picture. So I took a snap. And uh, it's up on my new Flickr site if you want to take a look at it. Uh, The link there is at uh, lifespringpodcast.com. Oh, also, I put some pictures from my uh, recent Hawaiian vacation up there as well. So go check it out, lifespringpodcast.com. You'll see in the middle of the page right there a link that says click here for show notes. That's where you go. So come on back next week. Hopefully, I will be recording from my new home studio. Very cool. I just ordered a a new bit of equipment that should allow me to do all my recording and processing right in my own home. I'm kind of like a kid waiting for Christmas morning. Uh, I don't want to get too geeky on you here, so I won't go into details, but I just had to tell you about this new development. Uh, Thanks to some um, generous gifts, I was able to to buy the the equipment, and it'll make recording uh, quite a bit easier for me because I drive about 16 miles round trip to the church uh, right now to do the recording, and uh, like right now, it's almost 10 o'clock at night, and uh, well, I don't have to tell you, as a working guy, that, that makes for a long day. So anyway, I just want to tell you about that. Now, one last thing. You know, we've had a lot of fun on this show today, celebrating the 50th show, talking with Bob Smiley, and sharing some of the pictures of the blessings that God has brought into my life on my website. But down in America's Gulf Coast, we've got tens of thousands of people who've been left homeless, who've lost loved ones, and are facing some very, very hard times. Please remember to pray for those folks, and more than that, please help them. One way to do that is to go to my show notes page and click on the Salvation Army link or the Red Cross link. Give a gift to help the victims of Hurricane Katrina. Any size gift will help. Please give today. Now... Remember, Jesus said, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. And I'm your host, Steve Webb, and I'll see you next time.